Well, hello there, and welcome to this mystical fantasy tavern in which narrators eat free. And thus, I must uphold my end of the bargain. So please, gather around and hear my tale of adventure. And inconsistent character voices. Listen as we begin our journey into a new fantastic realm filled with compelling characters who are about to roll their very first intelligence check. Welcome to the first episode of Intelligence Check. We are an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am Kyle Overturf, and I will be your dungeon master. With me are my fellow podquesters, the debonair Ben Mazer. Hello all. The mighty Mike Redver. What up? The mysterious Leech. Hey to all. And the immortal Kevin Pilardi. Ooh, immortal. Hi. <laughs> I'd like to test that theory right now. No. <laughs> I'm okay with it. No, no, no. You're just a mortal. <laughs> yeah, you misheard me. A mortal. I'm <laughs> For those who have never played a game like this before, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. My co hosts play the main characters while I create the world and the storyline. Unlike choose-your-own-adventure books, their options of what to do at any given moment are pretty much limitless, although there are rules to guide them. Dice rolls determine if characters succeed or fail at any actions they try to take. Other than those occasional dice rolls, our tale will be presented almost like an old radio drama, but hopefully with a lot more fun and goopiness. The fun won't start until the game does, so let's jump right in. Do I need to talk in my old-time radio voice? Mm, yeah. You have to. Do your best, Walter Winkle. <laughs> Like many adventure tales, our story begins in a tavern. Unlike most of those stories, this tavern happens to be located deep underground. Tor Iron Oak, a dwarven cleric, is sitting at a table in a small back room of a gloomy dwarven tavern. Tor is remarkable in only how very average he appears. Average height, weight, brown hair, and eyes. Even his long dwarven beard seems to be braided with just the right amount of effort so as not to appear unkempt or overly dramatic. Across from Tor sits a particularly grumpy-looking dwarf dressed in very fine clothes, but his overall appearance seems to reflect a gangster more than a merchant or noble. Around the table is a group of heavily armed dwarves. On the table by the grumpy dwarf sits appears to be what is a four-foot-long lightning bolt forged out of solid gold that is glowing radiantly. The dwarf leans forward. You want the artifact, do ya? Well, I'm not looking to sell, but I'll tell you what. I like the look of that divining ride hanging off that weapon of yours, he says, motioning to the rod that is cackling with energy and clipped to your weapon. How about we play a round of granite or gold? Winner walks away with both items. I've got a better game for you. This voice is horrible. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst voice? <laughs> I'll play my favorite game for you. Are you in? What be your game? Ready for winter. <laughs> I, I put a bag on the table. I never heard of it. Explain it to me. Don't need to. Just say, are you in or you out? He takes a moment, kind of scratches his long beard. Real dwarf would play the game. He'd know what it was already. I'm in. <laughs> All right. I dump the contents onto the table. Just a mound of acorns everywhere. <laughs> Whoever can cram the most acorns in their mouth and still say ready for winter wins. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. What the hell kind of game I is this? I just start cramming them acorns in. <laughs> he does oh. as well. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Uh, we're both going to roll 1d20 to determine who wins. Um, you can use any skill you want 
if you believe that it will help. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to give you approval. But if you have something that will give you a bonus and you think it's applicable, go ahead. Uh, he's just going to roll a base 1d20. I'm looking at my skills currently because I was not prepared for anything like this. That's what I was hoping. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use medicine. <laughs> I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> Give me a plus three. I was like, it said my cheeks are healing as I'm cramming things in them. Denied. Medicinal acorns. <laughs> That's just going to start a very bad precedent. Fine. <laughs> Performance. I will allow that. Give me a plus one. Dispensary. Twelve plus one is thirteen. You managed to jam thirteen acorns into your mouth amazingly. However, he managed to jam nineteen in. Ah, you took the small ones. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf laughs loudly as his men begin to crowd closer, waiting for your hand over the rod. Eh, uh, still not gonna happen. <laughs> Boys, you know what to do. Suddenly, that's where we switch to another character. <laughs> oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> in direct contrast to a gloomy dwarven tavern, Court Hawkins finds himself in a lush and cozy upscale inn. <sighs> Court Hawkins is a half-elf bard of some renown. Like many half-elves, he keeps his hair at medium length to somewhat hide his elven ears and sports a finely trimmed moustache and goatee to further hide his elven heritage. His hazel eyes are often drawn towards fair maidens and shine with his charm and humor. Hello. <laughs> he wears finer clothes than a bar can normally afford, which most take as a testament of his successful career. A group of merchants and members of the lower nobility enjoy festivities while listening to the songs of this traveling bard. In fact, one such song goes like this. Uh, oh, God. Uh, well, this let me play one of my old favorites, an inspiring song that I like to call Standing Tall on the Wings of My Dreams. And that's where we get sued. So, <laughs> One lyric, one verse. <laughs> Roll 1d20, please, to see how the crowd likes it. All right. 15. Is a uh, modifier for that at all? Would there be, would, would I add anything that? To would that? be performance. Performance. I have performance. Oh, a five and performance. Is that a plus five? Because I have a... Wow, yeah. That's, so that's 20. Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah, because I have a plus five in performance there. All right. right. Everyone in the inn cheers heartily, and numerous free drinks are sent your way. I love perfect strangers. <laughs> Each one delivered by one of the beautiful barmaids that the inn is actually known for. But one in particular keeps catching her eye. She has amazingly fair skin and bright blue eyes, which stand out in perfect contrast to her long, dark hair. After your eyes meet hers several times over the course of the night, she finally makes her way over to you as you uh, finish performing, but you notice she has an empty tray. I apologize to the audience for my female voice. <laughs> I kept hoping oh, I would so re- sexy. <laughs> I kept hoping I would receive one of the orders for your drinks, but I wasn't so lucky. I don't make enough gold to treat you to one myself, but I could provide you with free lodging tonight. Well, I think that would be splendid, but I fear that the bed may be a bit cold. Is there any way you could warm it up for me? Uh, yes, I'm at my room. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> okay, well, we're on the same wavelength there, then. <laughs> well, lead away. <laughs> All right, she uh, leads you upstairs to her room, and uh, she unlocks the door, and Koi looks back at you as she walks in, already unlacing her dress. As you enter the room, you hear the door slam behind you, and then a strong hand grabs you and slams you face first into the wall. Oh, I'm not into the rough stuff. <laughs> you feel a sharp pain in your back as a voice says, Well, look who we have here. You're a hard man to track down. You recognize the voice of Braddock. Oh, oh, Braddock. 
my old friend. How are you? How fares the old gang? You know how we fare. We just want our stuff back. Oh, stuff, stuff. I'm sorry, but stuff is so hard to keep track of. I mean, I just travel from town to town. Honestly, I barely have enough to get by on my own. I'm sad to say that I no longer have any of your so-called stuff. See, that's a shame, because if you had our stuff, you might walk away from this event. Without it, I think you're leaving in a body bag, which oh, they haven't even oh, been invented Oh, yet. you mean the stuff, of course. I just left that at the local uh, bank, a safety deposit box. I just, just give me a... A day or two to get things in order. You're and I cut can off have as right a team. very sharp pain hits your neck as a dagger is being forced more comfortably into it than you like. Okay. I uh, choose to, at that moment, use some prestidigitation and cause a flash and hopefully maybe wriggle out and escape. Maybe, I don't know, is there windows in the room I could dive yeah, out of? Yeah, certainly. Okay. Roll the so, dice. Roll the dice. 20. All right. There's yeah. a flash of light. He grabs his eye and bends over for a second. You run in, uh... And I I just... What are we? First, second floor? Second floor. I'll, I'll be fine. I can dive out the I'm window. Sure. Yeah, dive out the window and, and escape and disappear into the crowd. All right, you run towards the window. You jump up. It's not open. You slam into glass that I'm not sure exists at this time, but it does here. Well, fun. Then action, <laughs> action movie glass. And, and then as you tumble down towards the ground, we switch to a different introduction. Braggerlin Morris, a giant of a man with muscles to match, enters a dark and dingy dive of a tavern. His brown hair is cut oddly short, and his face is clean-shaven. But in every other aspect, he reflects the stereotypical barbarian. A large half-orc is serving a bar, which looks as though it has not been cleaned once in the past century or so, and the clientele do not look any cleaner. For the most part, it appears as though everyone is trying to sit alone with as little interaction as possible. But there are a few groups of ruffians or bandits that are huddled whispering and glancing about suspiciously. Could you please roll for perception? Uh, what would I roll? So roll 1d20 and add your uh, wisdom modifier. Six. With the modifier? With the modifier. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you were I'm told lying. there should be a goblin here, as he is here every night, but as you glance around, you don't see any goblins at all. You spend a few moments looking about, but you quickly catch the attention of the bartender, who growls loudly before asking, What do you want? What is it that you have? Beer. Grog. Ale. Do you have any milk? Uh, what? I'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> I was to meet someone here. Who are you there... looking for? Uh, I'm looking for a goblin. Uh, Has there been any this way? He kind of makes a shady look to the left and right and kind of waits for a moment, judges and goes, Nah, never heard of a goblin. You've never heard of a goblin? You heard me. Uh, I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Fair enough. So you can try to persuade him or intimidate him? or Yeah, I'm going to try and, I guess, intimidate him. All right, roll uh, for intimidation. Uh, 20? Yes. Okay. And charisma modifier. Charisma? Cha. Four. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is so unintimidated, he starts laughing, <laughs> cracking up horrifically. Tears coming out of his eye. He just goes, you're funny, man. He's in the back. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> I thank you. Do you take your sad glass of milk and just kind of like put your head down and walk to the back? I can still really use that milk. <laughs> can you warm this up for me? So we've got the office cut up. <laughs> All right, so you enter what is the uh, back room and you immediately see a goblin who's sitting there shaking in fear. 
You can tell immediately he's not looking forward to this conversation at all. Helith knows nothing about your mother. Helith definitely does not know about the transferring of prisoners. Helith is innocent goblin. Let Helith go home. An innocent goblin would know nothing about prisoners at all. How do you know what I seek if you know nothing? Helith says he doesn't. He doesn't? But you brought it up first. No. Is there anyone else in the room? No. No? Okay, it's just to me and Helith? Helith. Helith. Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah. Stop tossing that garbage can. All right, Talk I wanna, to me. I want to try and intimidate him. All right, roll. So Try to do higher this time. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Right, that'd be 11. It's high enough for Heathcliff. Okay. <laughs> he seemed Was like, that a, he seemed like pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's what okay. the bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, Heathcliff goes pale green. Uh, Tell me what you know. Heathcliff <laughs> hears things. Heathcliff knows that she was being taken to magic prison. Haleth knows that she was imprisoned by the Wizard King of Dalor. But the Wizard King had different plans. The Wizard King made a bad move. He took your mother and we switched to Rathborn. <laughs> All these cliffhangers. I definitely picture like, the little kid from Goonies getting his hand put into the blender. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. And then I started vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rathborn, a tiefling, is tracking a trail of blood through the lower levels of a dungeon that he knows all too well. For our audience, tieflings typically have the appearance of a devil-like creature, and Rathborn is no exception. Two sleek, foot-long horns protrude from either side of the red skin of his forehead. His coal-black hair and short goatee are both neatly trimmed. Even his dress appears to be of a dapper noble, which is almost out of place for a well-known ranger striding through the tight corridors of a dungeon. The amount of time that Rathborn spent in the depths of a uh, labyrinth would need to be measured in months. Of all the places his prey could go, it certainly chose the wrong dungeon this time. This time. <laughs> Please roll for tracking. Okay. Do better than me. Uh, what much. kind of a bonus would I be adding to that one? I believe that's wisdom. Wisdom? Okay, so that's going to be a seven. All right. <laughs> Just barely did better barely than you actually. Go better. Go better. Just slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to waste all my good rolls. Well, what am I, what's my excuse, then? You're just late. You're just you. <laughs> the dim light prevents you from finding the trail for some time. Oh, you know what? I apologize. Before I have, we go there, you have advantage because this is your dungeon. And so I also go ahead have and roll dark again. vision. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, actually roll again. I'll give you a bonus. All right. Uh, that's... <laughs> Seven again. A seven or a seven? <laughs> All right. The dim light prevents you from finding the trail for some time. <laughs> You're unable to pick it up again. Oh, I'm sorry. You are able to pick it up again, but you know that you will not find the goblin before he's able to close in on your prey. You only hope that you are you arrive in time. You follow this trail deeper and deeper into the dungeon, recognizing the path and knowing it should soon lead to a dead end. Uh, you go around the last corner and see an elf, your new friend, Asian. Standing over the body of a dead goblin, but he appears to be heavily wounded, and his last breath is probably going to be drawn soon. A broken harp lies on the ground beside him, and an onyx shield is emblazoned on his tunic. He turns and faces you with a grim look on his face. I guess your little dungeon was a bit more than I expected. I can't believe all those goblins came out of nowhere. I know, I'm just trying to think how I want to handle this. Um... (laughs) Think of the insurance right now, you're going to get screwed in a second. Oh, Just no lawsuits. Let's just say this is, uh, I guess I should use a character voice. This is uh, all by design, Asen. And uh, I want to pull one of my daggers and uh, walk up to him. And uh, I'm going to kneel down next to him, put the dagger to his throat, and say, this is for my family. And slide the dagger in. Roll to hit with advantage. Good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's much better. Uh, That's going to be a 
Well, that's uh, strength. Yeah, seven nineteen. All right, Wrath. What are you doing? No, it's, it's, it's... <coughs> your dagger presses deep into his throat. A fountain of blood starts to pour out, and he goes, "No, you have to listen. There's more you need to." And that's where we end the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, what happened, Papa Homer? The end. Thank you for listening. Hundreds of miles apart, and certainly never having met each other, all four of you suddenly experience the same event. Mike, as you try to hold on to your uh, magic item and dodge away from the dwarves. Kevin, as you're falling from the air and about to slam into the ground outside. Leech, as you listen intently for the current status of your mother. Mm-hmm. Ben, as you're trying to catch the last words of the dying elf with probably important information, you all feel a sudden pain in your chest. You can't help but clench your eyes in pain as every muscle in your body tenses. You feel as though your body is collapsing upon itself. Quicken it? Yes. <laughs> you are all immortal. <laughs> I said immortal. <laughs> immortal yeah. There are others. <laughs> uh, waves of dizziness wash over you, and then it just suddenly ends. As you open your eyes, you find yourself standing in front of a large altar with three very finely men dressed upon it. One is thin and tall and incredibly well-groomed. The second is more squat and very disheveled. But it's the third one that draws your attention. He's one of the older men you have ever seen in your life, and he has a dagger deep in his chest. Before you can even process what has happened or what you are seeing, he falls to the ground dead. The other two well-dressed men exchange awkward glance before looking back at you. They then quickly cross their arms across their chest and bow before you, shouting, Hail the future emperor of the Lichstone Empire, bowing in your direction. Uh, cool. And all of us? That's all of you. Uh, um. <laughs> so we, the four of us are now standing together looking at this altar? Mm-hmm. I look around Who? very confused. All right. As you look around, you realize you're not the only ones in this room. There are about somewhere in the broad estimate of a hundred other people standing in this room. Some of them uh, have their arms crossed and are bowing. Some of them are kneeling, heads down reverently. But the vast majority of them look just as confused and ununderstanding as you guys are. Well, I'm just happy to be, to have escaped from, well, my situation. Who are all you people? Send me back. Everybody there basically is reacting the same way as you do. There's murmurs, people are talking, it's hard for everyone to hear, and the two councilmen up front uh, kind of gesture, trying to calm everyone down. It takes a while. Uh, <laughs> is this a guided tour? <laughs> <laughs> they raise their hands. Everybody hushes down after a moment. He says, I know you all have questions, and we will get to them. Suffice to say, you are now in the Lichstone lands, and you all have a chance to become the ruler of our land. There's going to be a lot of questions, and we're going to get to them. But for now, I need everybody just to line up and trust us. I care nothing for being a ruler. Send me back. You have the option to not participate in the competition. But we won't be able to send you back until the competition is over. The spell simply won't allow it. You're going to look dashing in the bikini competition. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Swimsuits. Swimsuits. My elegantly bronzed body will win. I choose to participate. (laughs) All right, you've convinced me. (laughs) I would like to slink kind of more towards the back. All right. Out of sight. Uh, Please roll perception. Uh, Nine. (laughs) With your bonus? 
I have a negative to uh, to that one. So. I can't imagine the giant freaking demon has a hard time hiding in the crate. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a dwarf. Everybody, yeah. uh, oh, that's right. perspective wise, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, you uh, actually roll the next for stealth. Oh, I'm sorry. What am I rolling for? Dexterity, oh. stealth. If you have a bonus, yeah. I do. That's a twenty. All right, you blend almost amazingly into the crowd. Despite being a tiefling, of which there are very few, if any, in the crowd. Thank God kind of the tiefling mural he's just hiding up against. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? I guess I need to know what everybody's doing if you're getting you in said line. there are like hundreds of people around us? Around a hundred-ish. And we are all lining up in a single line out the door? Uh, just a single line in there. He's hasn't said why yet. I still have no idea what's going on here. I also will try to... What's the place look like? It's actually a really nice great hall. Around the fringe, you see soldiers that are all heavily armed and waiting for someone to act up. But for the most part, you're actually getting more of a vibe that this is a really nice ceremony, despite the dead body, and less of a, they're going to kill you. All right, well, I'm going to keep my head down for now until I figure out more, so I will just kind of get in line. Can I do, like, a wisdom check to see if I can just figure out the religion and what's going on? You certainly can. Oh, yeah. Anybody have good history? Uh, four. <laughs> Seven you total. certainly are in a room. I have a plus one bonus <laughs> to I, history uh, or arcana. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a decent history check. Can I see if I know anything about the the lands that he mentioned? Certainly may. Wow. I don't know a damn thing about It does exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also then will try to do that. Now, I guess it would be history as well. Kev, couldn't really you get to roll with advantage. Because oh. you're a bard, and oh, a bard would likely know the story of this area. Okay. That's a 15 plus 1, 16. That's How come these dice aren't broken? Everybody else <laughs> And that's a 1, <laughs> so I'm going to go with that 16. I think that's a good call. Yeah. All right. The Lichstone lands are very famous for two things. The first being the Lichstone, which is a small gem that can be used to enhance magic. The downside is someone has to die while using it. Specifically, they have to be sacrificed. If they're willing, it magnifies the spell by a hundred times. If they're not willing, it magnifies the spell about ten times. The other thing the Lichstone lands are known for is this competition. They do not believe in an emperor getting it through succession or by voting, only by proving that you are the best option to be the emperor of the land by helping make the land greater. Make Lichstone great again, people. I see I'm not the only one bronze (laughs) Uh, just what happened to the previous emperor well we were going to get to that later but unfortunately he's been poisoned he's actually still alive but he's in a coma has been for about a year and we don't expect him to get any better at this point ah interesting I feel like I would be more prone to going towards the bard, if only because he's the other one speaking up and getting information. Okay. So I would like to file in line near him so I can talk to him. You hit into the crowd, um, (laughs) I'm assuming that when you hit in with the crowd, you're actually in line, correct? Uh, Yeah, just towards the back of the line, because I want to see how it's going to shake out first. That's fine. Because I don't know anything about what's going on. I look for the dwarves and get in line with them, I guess. Okay. You find a couple of dwarves and you get in line. Do I recognize their clans? Kind of. Uh, you recognize the clan names, but they're not anybody that you've really interacted with. They're not local. Um, just from looking around, you all can tell people were summoned from all around the world on this one. 
All right, let's get um, the show on the road. Your quizzical nature intrigues me. Tell me what you know. <laughs> I know many things, good sir, but it seems right now that I believe we should observe what is going on around here. Fair. <laughs> um, you notice that a older woman, and by older I mean way older, uh, kind of raises her arm and walks up front, and she guys kind of looking at her like, what the hell are you doing here? And uh, she says, hello, I do not believe I was meant to be here. Um, I cannot be emperor. But I will participate in events if it's to make kingdoms stronger. I feel it is fate that I am here. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> kind of like crazy old lady. <laughs> and just was a woman? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my sexy, sexy Russian female voice. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't start that way. And so he gestures for the uh, woman to get in line. Can somebody roll perception who's not Ben? Yeah, please. Uh, I got it. Uh, 17. All right. You looked around, and for the most part, you're getting a very big mission. Oh, sorry, plus three, so 20. You look a brown. <laughs> oh, so now you really know this. <laughs> Everybody seems to be about the same level of preparedness for uh, this event. They all seem to be called disheveled, um, coming out of nowhere. My character stop, starts patting himself down my bag of acorns. Did they make it? They're gone. Son of a... Still in that <laughs> I'll never mouth. find acorns again. <laughs> Yeah, the guy um, was threatening you with a mouthful of acorns. Lost a little in translation there. Uh, there's two people who heavily stand out. The first is this older woman. The other is a man who seems way too finely dressed as if he was prepared. He knew this day was coming, and he is in his absolute finest. Other than that, everybody's just getting in line. And so the two men from the altar walk down, and one of them has a book. And he says, so your name? Ask the first person. Josh down what they say. He keeps going down the line. So uh, I guess to Kevin first. Kevin? Oh, my name? Oh, good sir. You don't know Percival Claymore when you see one? Percival I mean, that's Claymore. my name. <laughs> Just moves on. <laughs> gets to uh, Leech. Blaggerland Morris. You may call me Blag. Blaggerland Morris. Moves on. Goes through a couple other people. Gets to Mike. Your name, sir? Tor. 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 Last name, sir. Uh, Iron Oak. What's this for? Emperor competition. Were you listening? No. Didn't think so. Can you do it again? <sighs> Once Lost every... interest. <laughs> he moves on. Dejectedly. <laughs> Keeps going through. As I you. see him coming towards me, I imagine I realize I have a bloody dagger in my hand still. Yes, you do. So I uh, discreetly kind of tuck that behind my back. Roll slide of hand. Wow. Oof. Nope. It clatters loudly to the ground. Let me share what I got here. Uh, my dice don't like you. You're starting to worry about that a lot. Kick it to the, the guy on the, the altar. Dagger dagger my terrible rolls. <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but about four or five people in front of you, you hear them say, Name, sir, and you hear them say, Durand. Durand? Oh, Durand? No. <laughs> but he's he's dead. Well, apparently not so much. I uh, I immediately push the people out of the way in front of me in line. 
Pony who had some You're trying to get closer dagger to, him. to hit him with. I need to, I need to confirm that that's oh, who he okay. is. Oh, okay. All right, good. As far as I know. Are you doing subtly or just blatantly? Oh, absolutely not. At the shock, I'm just going to... All right. I'm going to get... I'm pushing through. I'm going to grab the person who just said that by the shoulders and turn him around. All right. I did not see this going this way. <laughs> uh, you grab him, you spin him around, and he looks furious that someone's interrupting him and doing that. And then his face just goes full shock. Uh, mouth agape, and he is like, Wrath? Wrathborn? How are you here? I, I don't know. I was healing at home, and I was just here. You're dead. I saw your body. Did you do this to me? Did you summon me here? I don't know how any of us are here. Especially not you. He just seems completely confused and thrown off. He has no idea what to make of anything, and he just kind of Shakes his head, puts his hand up to it, and takes a long moment. I need to think. I, I don't even know. I can't even. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. We are, you and I are going to work this out when this is over. Yes, I think we need to. I, uh, I step back, put a couple people between me and him, and keep a very close eye on him. I like it. All right, they go through and uh, they get to you. Name, sir? Rathborn. Last name, sir? No last name. Okay, Madonna. Move on. Oh, <laughs> well, Madonna exists in this universe. Yeah. It's as a he, different Madonna. As he's walking past me, I, I make a point of him seeing me bending over and picking up the bloody dagger. All right, I like it. <laughs> Were you like getting him the bun shot while you oh, did yeah. it? Like wiggling it? You've been working out like an ex-lover? I'm like, oh, this is what you're missing. Do you have a little demon tail? I don't even know. Yeah, I think so. It's like kind of, I have like a long... Kind of a trench coat kind of thing. Okay. Do you like so DBZ kind of, it where it wraps around your body, or do you just let the thing just dangle? No, it's, you can just see it kind of. The just bottom, dangles. The bottom, like, you're all proud kind of how long it is. All right. Every now and then, yeah. <laughs> all right, I like it. <laughs> all right, uh, they go through. They ask everybody to remain calm. They point out a buffet that I don't know how you didn't notice before. <laughs> that is in the back of the room. Huge, huge feast. Uh, they tell you to please make merry and enjoy. This is a ceremony. This is a time for celebration. And they go off to. Uh, make what they say are arrangements. Room is yours. I would like to approach one of the people that was talking at the beginning of this when we first appeared and, and, and say, when do we get to the competition? One of the uh, guys who was actually running it is the one who left to make arrangements, but the other one is there. And uh, this is the shorter, disheveled guy. And he says, uh, uh, well, uh, um, probably tomorrow, I think. Yes, tonight. Uh, they're, they're going to make arrangements for you to uh, stay over, see the town, um, learn what you want, but then, then tomorrow we'll, we'll get to it. I need speed. I must be gone. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll talk to him about it. Thank you. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> I walk away. I look for an exit. I'm, I'm done with this. All right, uh, you look around, and there are exits, but they're all, like I said, this room is surrounded in guards. I don't care. I go for the door. I all got right. places to be. All right. Roll. For what? To try to right. fast, everybody. Uh, 13. Do I get a buff to anything? No. Okay. Unless you have a good skill that you want to bring up. Uh, just to get past the guards. Walking outdoors. Yeah, I got that walking outdoors skill. Oh, okay. Go ahead and use that. <laughs> Convenient. Who knew it would come up this I really early. should have taken this. Yeah. <laughs> My nose is I mean, in theory, it sounds like a weak skill. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right. Then uh, you go to rush out, and you get past one guard, but the next three in line just kind of grab you and push you back, and you know there's you're not getting out. You said there's food and drink? A huge feast. I 
Well, not one to pass up the offer, but a little wary. Uh, can I try to do a perception check to see if there's I detect anything sure, unusual sure. about the food? I'll probably eat it regardless. <laughs> Heavily poisoned. Delicious. Eleven. There's nothing in my Wisdom. perception check, so it's just okay. eleven. Yeah, food looks normal. You don't suspect anything. All right, I chow down. I I can't remember the last time I've eaten, which was in the tavern. Or dies. Eating. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you enjoy a absolutely delicious meal. It is one of the most delicious things you've ever eaten in your life. We all got that I gave a fake name, too, right? Like, no, I did not get that. Because I couldn't remember since early you gave a fake on. name and, and we know your real name, I didn't oh, get that yeah. at all. Okay. What's, yeah. What is your name? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. I grab um, a very cliched drumstick off of a piece of meat and chow down on that. I like it. <laughs> it's, again, absolutely delicious. You've never had anything so tender or cooked so perfectly. Spiced I find my way just over. right. I find my way over to him. All right. So, ah, yes, you were standing again, next to friend. me in line. <laughs> yeah, so I see you are enjoying the turkey. It is indeed succulent. Yes. He was right behind you in line, so you heard him say his name loud and clear. Oh, yes, so your name was Blag, I, re- I recall. And you were... Uh, well, don't let this get out, but I gave them a fake name when they asked for me. I mean, I have multiple identities, just to keep things safe. I don't want certain people finding me. May I have a name by which to refer to you? Just call me Court. Court? Or Hawkins. Court. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so, uh, what brings you... Well, I already know what brings you here. We all were kind of zapped here. Yes, yes. Where were you when you got into this? We talking. <laughs> As you guys uh, discuss this, the uh, councilman comes back and he says, There are far more people here than we have rooms available, as you probably could guess. So we're going to pair you all off into rooms of six. As you hear your names, please approach. And he starts rattling off a list of names, six at a time. Finally gets to you guys, and it, as you probably could all have guessed, hmm? you hear Court, or actually what was Percy. the name? Percy. Percy! Rathborn, Blag, Tor, Natasha, and Kaylee. So the uh, four of you... Hmm? What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the four of you uh, end up heading up towards the altar together, and you see the really old lady uh, actually gets out of line and goes up with you, as well does this uh, youngish uh, red-headed lass with curly hair. And they uh, all approach the altar, and... He gestures you to a troop of guards and says, If you follow these, they'll show you to your room. As our heroes are led away, one question burns in their collective minds. Who gets top bunk? Find out next time when we roll another intelligence check. Intelligence check.